I love the advancement of this type of stuff, right? I mean, I'm a big believer in you either adapt or you die. And I think the more people that embrace this is, is going to make the game of football better. It makes play calling better. It makes it more entertaining. I've always been very interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more efficient and effective, and that's what Lake Travis High School offensive line coach A.J. Antonescu and I discuss in this episode. As coaches' tools developed specifically for us have been slow in their growth until recently, I was always stringing together a number of apps or software to do all the things I wanted to get done. From taking my playbooks to PowerPoint, then later a video format, using Excel for game planning and scripting my practices, and for a short time when the NCAA was going to allow it, creating an Excel program to give me real-time analytics and game are some of the things that I've done over time. Today, Coach Antonescu and I dig into his workflow in their self-scout and game planning and the technology they use to make it simple and accurate. This technology comes from a company called Modern Football. As we'll hear from Coach Antonescu, Modern Football's new platform delivers incredible football intelligence to improve practice and game day decision making. I know in the time crunch we have as coaches, we do the best we can, but don't always have the time to optimize that. Self-scout is an undervalued and underperformed function of a post-game review. It can tell us a lot about our team, give us insight into how an opponent views us, and allow us to put together a better plan for practice and carry that into game plan and, in some states, even into game day decision-making real-time. So that's what we'll dig into today with A.J. Antonesco. He enters his second season at Lake Travis, which is led by head coach Hank Carter. Coach Carter has been there since 2010, winning three state championships and recording a record of 155 and 26 over that time. Coach Antonesco brings a wealth of experience both from the college and high school level. Prior to arriving at Lake Travis, he spent the 2021 football season at Martin High School in Arlington, Texas, coaching the offensive line there. Before moving to Texas, he spent two years as the offensive coordinator at Holy Cross High School in New Orleans, Louisiana for the 2019 and 2020 seasons. Before coaching in high school, Coach Antonescu coached in college at numerous stops. He was the offensive line grad assistant at the University of Florida in 2018 under Coach Dan Mullen, offensive line graduate assistant at Florida State University in 2017 under Jimbo Fisher, and spent two years coaching under Coach Jay Hobson at the University of Southern Mississippi in 2016 and Alcorn State University in 2015, working mainly with the offensive line and tight ends. He shares valuable insight into how he uses data in the self-scout and game planning to keep his unit improving over the season. Be sure to stay tuned for our Winning Edge takeaways at the end of this episode. On today's episode of the Coaching Coordinator Podcast, we're going to focus on self-scout, especially as it relates to the offensive line and keeping the run game improving throughout the season, as well as being able to pick up all the different kinds of pressure you might see. And joining me to discuss those things is the offensive line coach at Lake Travis, A.J. Antonesco. A.J., great to have you here on the podcast. Thanks for having me on, Keith. I appreciate it. Coach, you've done a lot in your career that you've had so far and being able to coach at the college level at some great places. Now you're at a great high school at Lake Travis, so you guys see week in and week out some great competition as well. And just in general, when you look at this idea of the self-scout, how important is it to you as an offensive line coach and the improvement of your unit? So one thing that we see a lot is is how teams attack us week in and week out. And like any time or any game, rather, we'll have good plays, we'll have bad plays, inefficiencies, and efficiencies. And so what we do is we constantly look back week after week 
after each game and then in aggregate after that game is added to our season self-scout kind of see like where we struggle where we doing well and then kind of focus on how we can improve all of that so with this process let's start from the beginning and how is all this data coming together how do you capture it who's responsible for those things and leading up to giving you guys the reports that you need each week so one of the things coach carter does really well is we have a, a very good system with our middle school coaches where they are attending the game each each Friday night, and there are some that are in the box with the varsity coaches who capture everything. They write them all down, and then they upload those into the system immediately after the game before they head home. And then Saturday morning, we're able to kind of go back and look at, look uh, over everything. Yeah, that's a time saver right there. I know, you know, you get all that information, and sometimes you know, I remember collecting those sheets that I had guys write in the, in the press box and saying what did he write down right here, right? So uh, the importance of those guys, obviously understanding your terminology. And then, like you said, I think it's key there. They put it in after the game. So it's streamlined. There's no mistakes. And what was written down here, those are the guys responsible from writing it down to putting it into the system. Right, yeah. So we uh, they get a copy of the call sheet. We ever, I mean, very rarely do we ever deviate away from the call sheet, if ever. And so they're able to kind of check their own work and say, well, hey, does this make sense in my own verbiage? Well, they can go back on the call sheet and look and see if it matches up or not, right? And if not, I mean, we have a process where they can check with us either late at night or early in the morning to see whether or not it is correct. So now you you take the reports, you have your system, and, and you're getting all your data out of it. What things do you like to look at right away that are going to tell you about how your offensive line did that previous day before you dig into the film? Yeah, so immediately I go back and look at how we ran the ball uh, overall and how each scheme fared against the team that we just played. This is done on Saturday morning after the Friday night game. So immediately go look at those. And then after I'm done looking at the run game, whether that be normal downs, goal line, short yardage, third downs, start go looking at how many pressures or sacks we gave up, when we may have given those up, and then kind of going back and, and seeing what we were given uh, and then how we either can fix it or what they did to get that success on us. Yeah, and, and I think this process of looking at this before you watch film, because I know a lot of times, I think back to early in my career, uh, they just jump into the film right away, right? Which is fine. Yep. I mean, you're going to see a lot of things. You're looking for those things. But when you've been able to establish some patterns it just gives you a different lens for how you're going to view that information when it pops up on the screen. For example, you might find that a, a run to the left side, a certain run to the left side, wasn't good for you, right? And so now you're just more alert on, hey, I got to look at what was the problem here? What were they doing? Was it something with a scheme? Is it our technique? Is this guy just better than us? It allows you to really then understand what happened on the game film. Yeah, absolutely. It's really good for us because we can we can sort through all of our schemes pretty quickly. So, for instance, you know, let's say we lost you know, left tackle in in the middle of a series, and then we've run a couple of the same scheme back to that side, and then we've noticed, hey, we started losing yardage or not gaining as much yardage. So it's easier for us to go back and pinpoint when that play was, and then how we can adjust off of that. So as you then go into the game film, is this something you're, are you sharing these reports or information from these reports with your players or is this just a guide for you in watching the film? Yeah, so we absolutely share it. So what we'll usually do is spend Saturday morning when the kids come in, we'll meet with them. We'll kind of go over, you know, where we were from as 
overall as an offense. We'll talk about whether or not we hit our goals, where we were as a run game, where we were as a pass game, and we'll have an entire grade for them all, right? So then we'll usually go through about 10 good and 10 bad to kind of sum up the night, right? And then, and then, and then finish everything with that. But so I would say we do a pretty good job of, of sharing that that information with them. And, and the fortunate thing about Lake Travis is our kids really have a high uh, capacity for learning football. So they're really able to take that information and regurgitate it as well. So now you're looking at the self-scout and then going into scouting the, the opponent for the next week and then merging those two things where you're able to see, hey, these are things we're doing really well. Uh, these are th- some things where we're weak and and vice versa, right? Maybe being able to plan, plan like, hey, we struggled with this certain blitz. NCAA was killing us all night long. We got to get better at that. If this other team doesn't do it, you know, they're they're foolish for not exploiting that or giving it an attempt at least, right? So you start to see those things where you can work on. You also see your strengths, and I think you know the magic in game planning is the coaches who can clearly put those two things together so that you are attacking their weaknesses with your best things and that you're fortifying yourself against some of the better things that you do. So how does that process work for you? Yeah, so one of the things like modern football technology does is so after a game, when we plug all that in, it'll kind of give us an entire read over the season, right? So so Saturday, we can look at a single game or we can look at an entire season and say, hey, look, we're getting absolutely hit by the NCAA blitz or whatever you want to call it. You know, we need to start focusing on picking it up more, right? And so we'll start implementing that more in practice with our scout teams or even in our good on good periods. So that's that's where a huge benefit of it comes from is just constantly looking back like, hey, where can we be better? Where do teams feel like they have an advantage against us and how can we counter that advantage? Definitely. Now, I know for me, Excel was always a big tool and whether that was you know having that exported out of our system where we entered things mm-hmm. or, or we could do it the other way around too and just enter in the Excel sheet and, and upload it. But you mentioned a, a technology that you use, modern football, and mm-hmm. I'm interested in hearing a little bit more about the use of that for you and, and what it's like. So one of the cool things that modern football does for us is probably over the course of an entire week, if I had to take a guess, probably eliminate somewhere between eight to 10 hours of input a week, which is pretty incredible in my opinion, especially at the high school level where you're constantly being pulled apart from just football. But I mean, even in college, this would have benefited us at at, say the University of Florida or Florida State or even Alcorn State. The work is preloading it and then you're able to extract everything really easily at the back end of it. You know, so as you're making your call sheet for practice on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday, it's easy to upload it into the system and then plug it all in, right? And so that's one thing that we use throughout the week. After it's plugged in Friday night after the game, it's easy to extrapolate for Saturday morning self-scouts and then throughout the whole week. And I don't know, we're, we're a big believer in it. We really appreciate it. And so it's, it's something that, that has helped us tremendously this past year. Is it something you found to be you know, accurate in, in the reports that it's giving? I know we've run reports before in the past in different systems and you know, looked at it and said, well, it's not, this is not really capturing everything that we saw on film. So everything is, is going to be via human error if there is error, right? So modern football, like the, the system will, will capture whatever you put in it. So for sure. instance, you're watching a game and you see that you know, we got a, a single backer internal pressure you record that and it captures it. So one of the things you can do, you really kind of see, you can really kind of pick up on a philosophy of a defense and how they wanted to attack you 
week by week, right? So once we do that on Saturday morning, after we plug everything in, we'll take back and look and say, hey, look, they really felt, this team really felt like they uh, they wanted to pressure us a lot or they felt like they didn't want to pressure us, right? They may have been nervous about something. And so we're able to kind of really back, go back and look and say, hey, look, this has been something that that we need to either pick up on as we, as we look over the course of the season, you know? So if we notice that we're getting a high percentage blitz on a second down, you know, that helps us go back and look. And that's something that modern football really does really well. Yeah. Yeah. You and I were talking a little bit before we got going just about technology and how far it's come and obviously a useful tool for what you guys do with self-scout and game planning. But you're in Texas. You're not allowed to use it on game day. Around the country, mm-hmm. schools can use technology on game day. And I was mentioning to you, this was something back in 2016, the NCAA in the either is, you know, late, late winter, early spring decided you could use technology in the in the press box. And, you know, I used, as I said, Excel. I used it to script all my practice plans. I just enter the game plan and have the scripts for every day. And I thought, well, how can I use this on game day to get better data to help me make better decisions, right? So we took it and, and modified it and turned it into that. And, it, you know, as we were talking about what modern football does, obviously much easier. We didn't have a great, you know, interface <laughs> with how that was going to happen, you know, all the time. When you think about tools built for it, and this one seems to obviously do very well for you right now, but looking at the future and what it could do and really what it could do right now for, you know, other states that are NFHS rules. Yeah. The, the capability, I think, is huge. I mean, we see data, information, technology. I mean, we're in a boom right now with all the AI. And, and so it's really bringing to the forefront the importance of analytics and what those can do for you. Yeah. So I worked in Louisiana for a couple of years and I hope no one takes me out of pocket here, but I mean, you could do whatever type of technology in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had uh, TVs on the sidelines, right? And you're constantly, you just went through the entire video of the previous series, right? Which I think is a huddle focus deal. Uh, but yeah, it's not, not allowed in Texas, but you know, we, Christian, the, the CEO at Modern Football has been awesome. He has, I mean, answered any type of question we have, we've ever had. He's been completely hands-on. The support we've had from him is unreal, right? And so he, he the, I'd say all that to say, like, he, he's given us this preview of the big version of it, if you will, like the, the, the data capture in-game version, which is unreal. It really is. So, I mean, for instance, you could, you could preload everything. For instance, like, you preload your, your call sheet. It's as easy as, like, just dragging and dropping whichever play you, you have on that particular one. You can pick the sequence of it the down and distance, the ball yard line, what play number in the series, the hash, wherever you want, right? Anything that you really think you can encounter on a football play, you can. You can record the defenses, and then you put, you know, whether it was a run, pass, touchdown, et cetera, right? So one of the cool things that it does as an in-game deal is you can run, like, reports off of it in-game, right? And so I think it's it's unmatched in terms of in-game capabilities. We use it a ton, like we talked about, for self-scout, and it's been incredibly beneficial for us. But the in-game stuff is – once the NCAA in, in Texas gives that a, a thumbs up, I mean, we're going to use it immediately. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I've said it before. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys who will rail against technology, and, you know, I think it's about em- embracing it and seeing what it can do for you. And in a lot of ways, I, I do believe it. You know, it's it's going to make the game better, right? Like, I think it's it's going to result in better play calling. And hey, 
all of that just results in a better experience for all the people involved in this game. We want to keep this game growing. I don't see this stuff as really a threat. I see it as something that's just going to enhance our game. And, you know, it's, it's going to put the focus on different things. And, hey, you said it before. It's still, there's human, a human part of this. It's the human input. And the machine might tell you, hey, run this play. But you still have the gut feel of yes or no on that, right? So humans are still going to make the decisions. You just have better information now right at your fingertips. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I love the advancement of this type of stuff, right? I mean, I'm a big believer in you either adapt or you die. And I think the more people that embrace this is, is going to make the game of football better. It makes play calling better. It makes it more entertaining. And so, I mean, I know they have an offensive and a defensive version for this. And, it, I mean, it, it only makes it better, in my opinion. You know, I mean, I, you, you still – the human calls the play, right? But the, the opportunity you have to kind of go back and, you know, if you were, I guess in Texas, if we ever had this capability, if you were able to go back and look like, hey, what are you getting on third and medium every time without having to, like, go back and write it down and then have to take the, the human part out of it, when everything automatically computes, I mean, it'd be – I don't know, it'd be – pretty beneficial you know i mean it makes offensive play callers better it makes defensive play callers better and i mean i think for the growth of the game of football stuff like this is is hugely beneficial so looking at this now and, and the information that you're getting and thinking about the practice plan how does this information help you start to formulate that practice plan so again you're going to get better at the things that uh, you need to fortify against that other team and you're going to be able then to also lean on the strengths, right? Maybe you can see between those things, hey, this doesn't need as much work as this, but this is part of our game plan. We got to make it, make it better. Right. So we're going to take what we struggled with a lot on a Friday night, and that'll be one of the first things that we work on on Monday. We'll have some, some everyday deal, drills that we do, but for instance, if we're struggling on, on double teams between the guard and the tackle, uh, we're going to hammer that early on in the week. And then we're going to hammer that in Indy, and then we're going to handle that hammer that in uh, team periods and scout periods as well to make sure that we get a lot of reps at it uh, to see if we can improve it. Yeah, reps are the key. So let's dig into that game plan a little bit here. As the offensive line coach, you told me beforehand that a run game and pressure plans are your main thing, and then especially looking at situations like third medium, third and short, uh, goal line, short yardage for the run game are important. So Again, using that data, whether it's the self-scout, whether it's a breakdown, the combination of those two things coming together, uh, what kind of, of, of things do you start to look at to formulate uh, what you're going to put together this week for a game plan? Yeah, so I mean, we're going to see what we, we do well. We're going to go back and we're going to look overall. For instance, this past year, wide zone was our number one run play. And as the season went on, we got better and better at it, and we ran it more and more counter was probably our second best play and so we continually rep that more and more as we got better with it and continue to implement it week by week looking at that too you start the season you've got an install you've got a plan you've got a menu that you're starting with do you find that over the course of the season just like you said hey wide zone and counter really became our things are there things that maybe drop off of that menu for you yeah absolutely we believed going into last year we were going to be a heavy inside zone team and for the most part, we were pretty decent at it. But then as the year went on and we continued to look back at our self-scout and, and saw like, hey, we're just not gaining the same amount of yardage in inside zone as we are in wide zone. And so our, our philosophy started shifting throughout the year. And the same thing with power, 
right? We just didn't get a lot of movement and power. We didn't get the right angles a lot of time. And we found out the counter was a better gap scheme for us. And so as that, that went on, we just, we, we were able to, to filter those two in more and the other two in less, you know? And so week by week and, and certainly team by team, it changes, right? So, I mean, it's all going to be based off of the personnel that we have. But so last year we, we noticed that was pretty significant. So looking at the application of the run game situationally, right? When you're looking at third down, third medium, depending on where it's at, probably the shorter side of that, the four rather than maybe the six, but you're looking at run game a little bit more. Short yardage is obviously heavy run game, goal line as well. So for you, how does the self-scout then take this stuff that you're doing here and, and maybe look for ways that we're going to run it when we get into those situations. For example, maybe you have to protect somebody coming off that edge a little bit more and skinning into the backfield because they're not as, as worried about rushing the passer upfield. Right. So we always look, you know, where are we struggling? And then where are the other teams having advantages? And so we try to do a pretty good job of marrying that because I'm always going to believe that defenses are going to try to attack your weaknesses. And so if they see that we're having issues with edge pressures, it's hard to not assume that they're not going to give us that, right? So we start practicing that a lot, practice what they're good at, what they've had most success at. And then we also practice what we're bad at a lot, right? So whether or not we're able to identify if a nickel is in a blitz demeanor or if he's creeping up, something that we hammer in, in individual time and we hammer in team time as well. I've found that, you know, as you look at football today, and this is filtered down from the top, but but uh, having pressure plans now is so important. And, you know, where in the past you might have been able to get away with, a, you know, one protection and maybe an adjustment. Now you really got to think about what are they trying to do, especially with all these exotics, with sims, with creepers, with all the things that you could do. We had a great interview with Kyle Kasky, who coached the NFL, and, and he talked about his pressure p- plan and how he was able to simplify it. But for you at the high school level at Lake Travis, how do you put together a pressure plan? We rep it. We'll, we'll try to give exotic pressures. We'll give base down pressures, third down pressures, whatever it is. I, I, I try to throw the entire gamut that we may or may not see on a weekly basis. You know, there's going to be some teams that are high pressure blitzes or high pressure teams and some teams that are low pressures. But those teams that are low pressure ones, we're going to give their ones. And then we'll have some ones that are maybe not ones that they've shown. We'll try to mimic it as much as possible. So they, like the kids, when they get to Friday night, they've, they've seen whether something structurally or exotic, whatever it is, they've seen some type of similar presentation before. Definitely. I've always believed in showing them more pressure than not, right? Because those are the mm-hmm. toughest things. Movements, the toughest things, those blitzes, those pressures, whether that's run game or pass game. And I you know, always remember like second practice of the week was when we really turned that up and we'd always go in after that practice saying, well, we weren't that good today, right? But, but then we realized, yeah. hey, we just threw so much at them. You know, tomorrow will be better. You find that as well? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we, Coach Mangino does a really good job of scripting practice, like, versus specific defenses. So, we'll – I mean, if we're carrying – let's say we carry 85 plays into a game, we're, we're going to figure out a way to script those multiple times throughout the week versus different looks every single time. That's one thing that we're, <laughs> uh, we're probably obsessive about is getting every play against some type of different look in practice. That way, like, by the time it's been recorded for the first four days – you know, the kids have seen it before Friday night, 
you know? And so we are constantly making sure that, Hey, you know, did we get this wide zone against odd? Did we get it against even? Did we get it against external pressure? Did we get it against the internal pressure? And so we're constantly looking at whether or not, Hey, movement protection right here, we getting that versus external internal base, you know, whatever play action protection, we, we try to fit it all. And I mean, it's tedious and it takes some time, but I mean, that's, that's the fun of it for us, you know? Definitely. Definitely. Well, I really appreciate you giving us a peek inside your processes here. I think there's a lot of takeaways for our coaches. We're going to highlight those in our winning edge takeaways right here after you and I get off this call, but I appreciate your time and, and certainly best of luck to you and Lake Travis here in 2023. Yeah, Keith, I really appreciate you having me on. Here are our winning edge takeaways and ideas for implementation. One, find a way to fit self-scout into your workflow and get it done as early as possible. For Lake Travis, it's available and they can dig into the data and ask themselves better questions about their successes and failures on game day. This allows them to formulate a better plan for practice and the next game. The way they are able to do this is by involving their junior high staff. Bringing that part of your program into having some game day functions are important to the program and it solidifies the relationship between the high school and the lower level parts of your program. Coach talked about how they take the data they record during the game and run it through their system so it's available on the next morning and their coaches can start their work with that information. Depending on how much you want those coaches to be involved, you could bring them back in the morning and have a quick meeting allowing them to report on their initial findings I think that's especially valuable for some young coaches who want to be able to climb to the higher levels of your program. Again, it's something that strengthens the bonds across the program. Two, streamline your workflow. Whether it's through free tools that are designed for general purposes like Google Sheets or Excel or tools designed specifically for football coaches like Modern Football mentioned by Coach Antonescu, find ways to use those to streamline your workflow and more importantly, make you more effective in the decisions you have to make about practice, game plan, and even play calling on game day. What I like about those tools being developed now is that they're relatively inexpensive and that user interface is becoming better and better so that it's just a few taps on a tablet to get the data entered and have useful insights. As Coach mentioned, the quality of the output is reliant on the quality of the input. Having a coach own and be responsible for specific segments is more effective than spreading that out and letting everyone input across an entire game. For example, a coach can be 100% responsible for entering personnel formation and motion. Another may enter protection or blocking scheme, etc. The consistency across how the data is entered will be better in this way. Three, have a technology plan. Always seek out current trends and technologies and be open to new ideas that can be competitive advantages. The future is now, not in Texas, but in some states. Tech is already allowed in the press box for real-time intelligence and predictive analytics. What I like about how Lake Travis is viewing this is that with the technology they use, they see the advantage that they'll have as the rules change and they'll already have overcome the learning curve with a new technology. Having a coach who's into technology looking at how it's used at a higher level of the game as well as how technology is developing in other industries, will be extremely useful in how you gain an advantage moving forward. Be sure to go to coachingcoordinator.com for resources, blogs, and enhanced show notes. Sign up for a weekly tip sheet that shares the best ideas from the previous week, trending episodes, and featured resources. 
With a library of over 700 episodes, it's the best place to get you to the insights you need from our guests from the NFL, college, and high school. Follow us on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.